0: Chapter 18 of Cynthia Wakeham's Money by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the Public Domain. Suspense. The letter which Frank sent to Etheridge described his encounter with Huckins, and expressed a wish that the doctor would employ some proper person to watch his movements and see that he did not make himself disagreeable to Mrs. Cavanaugh's whom he had evidently set himself to annoy. What then, with Etheridge's surprise, to receive on the following day a reply from his friend, to the effect that Mr. Huckins had not only called upon the young ladies mentioned by him, but had made himself very much at home with them, having lunched, dined, and reported even said breakfast at their table. This was startling news to Frank, especially after the letter he had written to hermione but he restrained himself from returning at once to marston as he was half tempted to do and wrote her again this time beseeching her in plain words to have nothing to do with so suspicious a person as he knew this huskins to be and advised her where to appeal for assistance in case this intolerable intruder was not willing to be shaken off this letter brought the following answer dear mr etheridge do not be concerned about us mr huckins will not trouble us unduly knowing his character we are not likely to be misled by him and it amuses us in our loneliness to have so queer and surprising a person as our guest Aunt lovell is very sharp and keeps a keen eye upon him he does not offend us except by his curiosity but as that is excusable in an old man, introduced into a household like ours, we try to make the best of it. When you come yourself, we will dismiss the intruder. Ever sincerely yours, Hermione Cavanaugh." The letter was put very near Frank's heart, but it did not relieve him from his anxiety. On the contrary, it added to his fears, because it added to his mystification. What did Huckins want? out of the Miss Cavanaugh's what was the real reason for the indulgence they showed him. Was there a secret in their connection with which he ought to know? He began to hasten his business and planned to leave the city again, this time, for more than a single night. Meantime, Dr. Selleck was not without his own secret doubts. it as he would, he still cherished the strongest affection for the once dimpling, dainty laughing-eyed emma not a day passed but he had to combat a fervent desire to pass her gate though when he yielded to this temptation he went by like an automaton and never looked right or left unless it was dark night his was a proud soul and an exacting one his self-esteem had been hurt and he could not bring himself to make even the shadow of an advance towards one had been the instrument of his humiliation and yet he trembled when he thought of misfortune approaching her and was almost as anxious as frank about the presence in her household of the hypocritical and unprincipled huckins had he listened only for a moment to the pleading of his better instincts he would have gone to their door and lent his entreaties to those of frank for a speedy dismissal of their unreliable guest but the hour had not yet come for such a self-betrayal and so he refrained even while cursing himself for a pride which would not yield even at the impending danger of one so passionately beloved he however kept a man at watch upon the suspected stranger a precaution which certainly did not amount to much as the danger if there was any was not one which a detective stationed outside of miss cavanagh's house would be able to avert. Meanwhile, Huckins, who was in his element, grew more insinuating and fatherly in his manner day by day. To him this run of the house, in which there lurked a mystery worth his penetrating, was a bliss that almost vied with that of feeling himself on the road to wealth. He pottered and poked about in the laboratory till there was not a spot in the room or an article on the shelves which had not felt the touch of his hand and hermione and emma with what some might have thought a curious disregard of their father's belongings let him do this merely restricting him from approaching their own rooms possibly they felt as if some of the gloom of the place was lifted by the presence of even this evil-eyed old man possibly the shadows which were growing around them both as hermione labored day after day upon the history she was writing for her lover made this and every other circumstance disconnected with the important theme they were considering of little moment to them however that may be he came and went as he would and had many sly hours in the long dim laboratory and in the narrow twisted corridors at the back of the house and what was worse and perhaps more disastrous still on the stairs and in the open doorways with doris who had learned to toss her head and smile very curiously while busying herself in the kitchen or taking those brief minutes of respite abroad which the duties of the place demanded and so the week passed and saturday night came it was seven o'clock in train time and the blinds in the Cavanaugh house guarding the front windows were tipped just a little behind one of these sat emma listening to the restless tread of hermione pacing the floor in the room above. She knew that the all-important letter was done, but she could not know its contents or what their effects would be upon the free, light-hearted man whose approach they were expecting. She thought she ought to know all that hermione had been through in the year which had passed, yet the wild words uttered by her sister in their last memorable interview had left a doubt in her mind which a week's meditations had only served to intensify yet the fears to which it had given rise were vague and she kept saying to herself there cannot be anything worse than i know hermione exaggerated when she intimated that she had a secret bitterer than that which we keep together she has suffered so much she cannot judge i will hope that all will go right and that mr etheridge receive her explanations and so make her his everlasting debtor if once she has made to feel that she owes him something she will gradually yield up to her resolve and make both him and me happy she will see that some vows are better broken than kept and here her thoughts were interrupted by the appearance of hermione the latter had not been able to walk off her excitement and so had come downstairs to bear the moments of suspense with her sister. "'I hope he will not stop,' she cried. "'I do not feel as if I could see him till...' "'You'll have to,' murmured Emma, for here he comes.' And the next moment the ardent, anxious face of the young lawyer appeared at the gate, making the whole outside world seem brighter to one pair of eyes which watched him. "'He wants to talk about our visitor,' declared Hermione. I cannot talk about anything so trivial to-day. So do you see him, and when he rises to go, say that Doris will bring a certain packet to his door to-night. I will not meet his eyes till that ordeal is past.' And with a gasp that showed what this moment was to her, she flew from the room, just as Doris's steps was heard in the hallway, on her way to the front door. "'Where's your sister?' were the first words uttered by Frank as he came into the room. ''Upstairs,'' answered Emma, ''she does not feel, as if she can see you again till everything is clear between you. The letter she promised is written, and you shall have it to-night. Then if you wish to come again,'' her smile completed the sentence. He took heart at this smile. ''I do not doubt,'' said he, ''that I will be here very early in the morning,'' and then he glanced all around him does huckins still bother you he asked oh she cried with some constraint we allow him to come here tis the least we can do for one she paused and seemed to bite off her words do not let us talk of trivialities she completed till the great question of all is settled tomorrow if you come we will speak of the visitor of whom you so little approve very well he rejoined with some wistfulness and turned with his usual impetuosity towards the door i will go to dr sellick's then at once i may receive your sister's communication the sooner tell her every moment it will be an hour till it is in my hands doris will carry it to you as soon as it is dark had we known you were going to stop here she might have had it ready now as it is look for it as i have said and may it bring you no deeper pain than the mystery of our seclusion has already done hermione has noble qualities and if her temper had never been injured by the accident which befell her in infancy there might have been no call for doris's errand to-night i will remember that said he and left the house with the confident smile of a man who feels it impossible to doubt the woman towards whom his heart had gone out in the fullest love when the door was shut behind him hermione came stealing again downstairs does he is he prepared to receive the letter she asked emma nodded i promised that it should go as soon as it is dark then send doris to me in half an hour and do not try to see me again tonight. i must bear its long and tedious hours alone and for a second time hermione disappeared from the room in half an hour, Doris was sent upstairs. She found Hermione standing in the center of her room with a thick packet in her hand. She was very pale, and her eyes blazed strangely. As Doris advanced, she held out the packet with a hand that shook, notwithstanding all her efforts to render it firm. "'Take this,' she said. "'Carry it to where Mr. Etheridge stays when here, and place it in his hands yourself.' just as you did a former note I entrusted to you.' Doris, with a flush, seized the letter, her face one question, but her lips awed from speaking by the expression of her mistress's face. "'You will do what I say,' asked Hermione. The woman nodded. "'Go, then, and do not wait for an answer. There will be none tonight.' Her gesture of dismissal was imperative, and Doris turned to go but Hermione had one word more to say. "'When you come back,' she added, "'come to my door and tap on it three times. "'By that I shall know you have delivered the letter, "'but you need not come in.' "'Very well, miss,' answered the woman, "'speaking for the first time. "'And as Hermione turned her back, "'she gave her young mistress one burning, inquisitive look, "'and then slid out of the room with her eyes on the packet, "'which she almost seemed to devour with her eyes as she passed the laboratory door she detected the thin weasel-like face of huckins looking out what is that he whispered pointing eagerly at the packet be in the highway at dobbin's corners and i'll tell you she slyly returned going softly on her way and he with a chuckle which ought to have sounded through that house like a premonition of evil closed the laboratory door with a careful hand and descending the twisted staircase which led to the hall below, prepared to follow out her injunction in his own smooth and sneaking way. "'I think I'll spend the evening at the prayer meeting,' he declared, looking in at Emma, as he passed the sitting-room door. "'I feel the need of such comfort now and then.
1: Is there anything I
0: can do for either of you up the street?' Emma shook her head. She was glad to be rid of his company for this one evening and he went out the front door with a quiet benevolent air which may not have imposed upon her but which certainly did on doris who was watching from the garden to see him go they met as she had suggested at dobbin's corner as it was not quite dark they walked into a shaded and narrow lane where they supposed themselves to be free from all observation now tell me said he what your errand is that it is important I know from the way you look what is it good kind doris anything that will help us in our plans perhaps she said it is a letter from mr etheridge see how big and thick it is it ought to tell a deal this letter it ought to explain why she never leaves the house the woman's curious excitement which was made up of curiosity and a real desire to know the secret of what affected her two young mistresses so closely was quickly communicated to the scheming eager old man taking the packet from her hand he felt of it with trembling and inquisitive fingers during which operation it would have been hard to determine upon which face the desire to break the seal was most marked it may contain papers law papers he suggested his thumb and forefinger twitching as they passed over the fastening but doris shook her head no she declared vivaciously there are no law papers in that envelope she has been writing and writing for a week it is her secret i tell you the secret of all their queer doings and why they stay in the house so persistently then let us surprise that secret said he if we want to help them and make them do like other reasonable folk we must know with what we have to contend i am sure we would be justified she rejoined but I'm afraid Miss Hermione will find us out. Mr. Etheridge will tell her somebody meddled with the fastening. Let me take the letter to the hotel, and I will make that all right. It is not the first. But here he discreetly paused, remembering that Doris was not quite yet ready to receive full details of his history. But the time, it will take an hour to open and read all there is written here, and Miss Hermione is waiting for me to tell her that I have delivered it to Mr. Etheridge. Tell her you had other errands. Go to the stores, to neighbors. She need never know you delivered this last. But if you take it, I won't know what's in it, and I want to read it myself. I will tell you everything she writes. My memory is good, and you shall not miss a word. But, but, it is your only chance, He insinuated. The young ladies will never tell you themselves. I know it yet it seems a mean thing to do. Can you close the letter so that neither he nor they will ever know it has been opened? Trust me, he leered. Hurry, then. I will be in front of Dr. Selleck's in an hour. Give me the letter as you go by, and when I have delivered it, meet me on my way back and tell me what she says. He promised, and hastened with his treasure to the room he still kept at the hotel. She watched him as long as he was in sight, and then went about her own improvised errands did she realize that she had just put in jeopardy not only her young mistress's fortune but even their lives End of chapter eighteen